Hello and welcome to another episode of the Redesign Podcast. It's Andrew, aka Mr. Kate Box. Got some news for you this week and the main topic is going to be 9 to 5 versus entrepreneurship. Looking forward to talking about that in a moment. But before that, let's jump into the intro. sure you can blame it on social media election is good for business spending money makes you money bitcoin down more than 30 percent this week redesigned you've got to put in the effort every single day running a business isn't for everyone they need role models and not just movie stars and athletes we are the digital influencers they're creating content there's no denying the power of digital media but it also poses a real challenge Welcome back on the other side. Great to have you here. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, if you want to get involved in the conversation, make sure you use the hashtag RedesignPod. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew underscore CBX. Uh, same, with, uh, same with Instagram. And also on the, you can actually follow the Instagram account for Redesigned Podcast. So all you need to do is just follow at RedesignedPod on the good old IG. So. Right, so before we get into this week's news, here are some fun facts for you. So here are some fun facts about my favourite social media platform at the moment, Instagram. Did you know there are 800 million monthly active users on Instagram? Over 95 million photos are uploaded each day, 4.2 billion Instagram likes per day, and more than 40 billion photos have been shared so far. The average Instagram user spends 15 minutes a day on the app. That's a bit weird because when I look at my screen time, it's a little bit of a madness, to be fair. I think on average, it's like one hour, 15 minutes, but maybe because I use it for promotion most of the time and I have like different accounts. I don't know. Maybe I need to look into that. Maybe I'm spending far too much time on Instagram. Anyway, we move, we move. 90% of Instagram users are younger than 35. Also, when Instagram introduced videos, more than 5 million were shared in 24 hours. And pizza is the most popular Instagram food behind sushi and steak. Interesting. All right, so uh, let's get into some news bits before we head over to the main topic. In the UK, the porn block apparently begins in April 2019. What is the porn block? Well, from April 2019, anyone who wants to look at porn websites, yeah, you're going to need proof of ID. So you're going to have to buy a five pound <laughs> Pawed pass or voucher on the high street. Let's jump over to some information about that right now. The UK government has a plan to stop children and teenagers seeing porn on the internet. It's a world first and it's called the porn block. The core of the idea is age verification. When you visit a porn site, it'll ask for proof that you're over 18, like the bouncer at the door of some seedy club. You'll fish out your ID, he'll examine it, and if it's okay, he'll let you in. It's a simple idea, and like many simple ideas, it almost sounds plausible, until you get into the details. Then you start to realise the porn blog is one of the worst ideas ever invented. It's worse than Justice League, worse than voicemails. How? Let's count the ways.
There are literally millions of porn websites. Unless you create some kind of government version of Facebook's nipple ban, which, to be clear, is an awful idea, you're not going to catch all of them. What's more, because the UK is the only country in the world mad enough to introduce a porn block, anyone with a VPN, which can make it seem like you're in another country, can get around it. You might say, that doesn't matter. As long as the porn block catches most people, it's still worth it. And this, presumably, is what the government is thinking. So, in a sense, this is a small part of the legislative jigsaw needed to implement age verification. It is indeed the last piece. In the offline world, there are strict rules to deter children from accessing adult content. A large amount of pornography is available on the internet in the UK, often for free or little or no protections to ensure that those accessing the content are old enough to do so. And I have to say, this legislation is long overdue, and I really welcome it to this place. Basically, watching porn is about to get a whole lot stickier, since obviously the UK government plans to restrict these websites to under-18s in a bid to protect minors from accessing the crud. So my thoughts on that? Well, kids as young as 12 are accessing pornography. I don't think it's great in terms of that being the place where they get their sexual education from. However, it could make things worse. On the other hand, what if they start turning to the dark web to start accessing a whole heap of a whole other world of madness because the dark web is a very it's a very mad place um it's a very very mad place very dangerous that's a place where people can buy hard drugs um buy like credit card details it's a very very unsavory place and teenagers they've got a, a lot of time on their hands and they're very very good with technology they're very very quick so making it hard for them to access porn i think it might just backfire it's probably they're gonna get their hands on it anyway and they'll probably just turn to using vpns or using the dark web and and then being exposed to even more weird stuff but that's for another discussion i'll probably do another i'll probably do an episode on the dark web it's quite an interesting topic actually let me know what you think moving on this one isn't that new, but it was in the metro. Notting Hill residents tell Instagram users to stop influencing on their doorsteps. So these guys are, I don't know if you've seen people taking pictures in Notting Hill next to these like really colourful houses or, you know, the really nice houses with the colourful doors, the colourful front doors. Yeah, people are literally sitting outside other people's houses taking pics for the gram. Yeah, they're moving absolutely mad. So the headline says Notting Hill may be one of the most picturesque and photogenic areas in London but its residents have one thing to say to Instagrammers leave us alone so um, it goes on to talk about how the insta tourist in inverted commas has led to multiple people at a time using people's private homes to conduct photo shoots people are even going as far as um, using tents to um, get changed so they're bringing like different sets of clothing they're bringing a choice of clothing uh, getting changed in the tents and then taking pictures outside people's houses i don't know how i feel about that how, how do you feel about that i think that's absolutely crazy imagine like you're trying to get in and out of your house and people are you know using your front door as props how desperate are you i mean where's the originality why is everyone doing this 
even on the report it said that on the weekend you could get up to four or five different people all trying to do the same thing like go do something else like seriously you're making noise outside like private residence isn't like, isn't that trespassing i mean using other people's houses as, as backdrops for the internet listen i don't know guys what would you do if that was your house people were taking pictures outside of your house for the gram let me know what your thoughts are don't forget use the hashtag redesign pod anyway let's move on so we're living right now through a very glamorous moment of entrepreneurship where it's cool where a lot of people want to put it in their instagram photo and profile because it tells the world who they are okay so now for this week's topic nine to five versus entrepreneurship entrepreneurship has become very very trendy and the way i see it a lot of people be moving away from traditional nine to five jobs to more remote work freelancing and then eventually running their own businesses i personally run my own business i have done for the past six years it didn't start off full time so i didn't just jump into it from um from my full-time job i kind of did it on the side for about i would say yeah for about 18 months before making a decision that i was going to go full-time with the business which is Box creative and um how many people actually really make it i mean there's lots of reasons why someone would want to pack in their nine to five job and start a business let's be real social media makes it look you know glamorous you now have at your fingertips so many examples of people who have actually done well with their businesses they're you know showing you the highlight reel they're showing you the freedom the the money the accolades the recognition and that's something everyone wants um especially on a bad day when you're working on a job that you probably don't like but at the end of the day you've got to pay your bills um sometimes it's not just about working a job you don't like some people not everyone is aware 100 aware of their talents um and not everyone is um you know fortunate enough to have you know the right network or the right set of circumstances to end up working in a job that they enjoy so in their head the way out is starting their own business but the funny thing about that is starting your own business isn't for everybody well at least being in business by yourself because i mean you might not have every skill that you need to actually pull it off but we're going to talk about that um in a sec a lot of people tend to stumble into entrepreneurship um there was a wave a few years ago where people were you know joining network marketing companies <laughs> i look at that as like kind of like a gateway drug into entrepreneurship and usually it's you know people who are you know fed up of the nine to five fed up of the rat race and someone you know might show them that there might be a, another way you know when the sun's shining you could and you're stuck in the office you know there's too much um month at the end of the money you know it's hard to make ends meet inflation you know everything the cost of living is getting more expensive sometimes you know you might think that why am i wasting my time giving 40 hours a week to an employer that doesn't know my worth you know a lot of people think that way and as i mentioned before there was a wave of network marketing companies recruiting people to um to sell products like you know um herbalife utility warehouse um acn 
there was another one that where they were selling like wraps i think i mentioned this in the previous episode wraps called um it works uh there was another one where they were selling coffee anyway the list goes on and on and on so people are generally fed up with their lifestyle and the feeling of being trapped in a nine-to-five job but it's not really until you experience it for yourself what it's really like to be your own boss that you can appreciate the point of having a nine-to-five people but some people think you can just read rich dad poor dad and then think right i'm gonna be an entrepreneur um i see a lot of people online put down people who do nine-to-fives saying it doesn't make sense you know how can you work for somebody else how can you not be your own boss but the thing about life life can humble you at any time it really can i've seen it time and time again i've experienced it for myself um and the main thing is you've got to be aware and play to your strengths Uh, my target audience are people who run small businesses solo entrepreneurs and content creators so i tend to talk about stuff on my social media um that relates to them with a twist of course i show my personality i try and keep things conversational and that's one of the reasons why i started this podcast as well because i want to talk about how technology has actually shaped society in various different ways through new media um through culture and also how it's facilitating entrepreneurship so we're living in a time where it's never been easier to become an entrepreneur i mean let's be real once you've got your starter pack you know you can call yourself an entrepreneur you know all you need is your business cards from mood.com you know a young company's house certificate a cute logo maybe a, a quick squarespace or shopify website you're good to go right also do you know what really annoys me as a graphic designer people who start a project and they get a logo done and then they don't actually put the work into promoting their business or do the work to connect with their their intended audience and serve them they think by getting a new logo or re redoing the website or rebranding they're going to actually have more success with their business and it really annoys me because it kind of devalues the work that a designer goes that a designer does Um, I'm kind of going off on a bit of a tangent, but the point that I'm trying to make here is that are you really an entrepreneur? Are you really solving problems or are you doing it because A, it looks good or B, because you're trying to avoid certain things in your life or you're trying to avoid being in a situation where you're you're, you're being controlled or you're not really doing what you want to do. You're kind of like doing work that you don't like just just to survive and the problem with social media is that it's kind of like giving us a false sense of reality in a sense Um, as i mentioned before all these images of people starting their own businesses becoming their own boss getting that freedom it can actually you know put you in a worse position so uh, let's talk about some of the things some of the, the reasons that a lot of people want to start a business. And I want to talk for a sec, before I do that, I want to talk to the creatives out there. Um, as I mentioned before, I help creatives with their branding, particularly their um, logo design, visual branding, and like general advice on how to actually get their business seen, you know? And um, the problem with a lot of creatives is that they're great at doing what they do. They're actually very talented, but the business side is not covered so they haven't given themselves enough time to develop in terms of business strategy that in terms of like generating revenue 
lot of people don't think about, you know, the money aspect enough and also the administration side of running the business and also the long-term stuff that, you know, what if something goes wrong, the contingencies, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But anyway, let's talk about some of the reasons why people want to start a business. So number one, a lack of job security in a traditional nine to five. Um, That was actually one of the catalysts for me leaving my full-time job because for many years, I worked for for the last company that I worked for, uh, I worked for them for six years. And um, out of four of those years, there was a lot of talk about cuts and redundancies and also hearing about the culture of that company, how they always kind of like every few years they had this cycle of doing restructures. It was quite, um, it was quite an unnerving time for me. Um, I wasn't sure whether, because I mean, I'm not going to lie, it was a very cushy job. I was doing what I'm doing now, but obviously having a full-time salary. So I was a graphic designer for the company. Um, I was earning a decent wage, not going to lie to you. And um, it just got to me, you know, having a young family, recently getting married and stuff like that. Um, The prospect of being in a job and putting in all that work in order to be told that, you know, you're no longer going to be relevant. And even at one point, I had to interview for my own job. So I've already got the job. And then I was told to go for an interview to keep the job. Um, you know, when you start to deal with things like that, it can't, you kind of start to question, you know, should I really leave the, you know, my destiny in somebody else's hands? And also, I mean, in terms of like where we are in, in this point of time, technologically, you know, the way things are, there is going to be less job security. We're so far away from the old industrial revolution. There's so many jobs that are being replaced, obviously, because of technology, autonomy. You know, it can be, um, you know, it can be difficult to stay in one place. I mean, I don't know about you. How, how many people like our age, millennials, age 22 to 38, have been in one job for more than five years? I mean, most people move around like every 18 to 24 months. Whereas the, the previous generation, you know, they were, na- they were known to stay in jobs 10, 15, 20, sometimes 30 years. But we, we as millennials, we don't really have that kind of option anymore. Um, so I think that's why a lot of us are opting to start our own businesses. Right. So number two, more flexibility in terms of work schedule. Um, that's a biggie for a lot of people, um, especially when you've got young children. You want to have the you want to have the ability to choose your own hours. You want to be able to plan your work around your life, not the other way around. But for a lot of people, that's not possible. So that's why, you know, people want to move over into entrepreneurship. Number three, they think they can work fewer hours. <laughs> You see, this is the biggest myth. Eh? You see, you see, working less hours, it never, ever works out that way. Well, I'm just, well, just going to talk for personal, from personal experience. When you start a business, there is no way, especially in the beginning, that you're going to be working less than 40 hours a week. Unless you class your business as a hobby, you're going to be up all night researching. You're going to be doing, um, you're gonna, you might be writing for your website. You you might be designing the website for yourself if you don't have the budget to pay a designer. You know, you're, you're going to be involved in so many different projects that will ultimately support your business. It's not something that can be taken lightly. So if you add that to actually providing a product or service to the marketplace, you're going to be doing so many different jobs. I mean, if it's just you by yourself, you're going to be doing the admin, you're going to be doing the bookkeeping, you're going to be doing the promotion, the social media, the customer service, answering the phone. So 
uh, people who think that it's just one of those things where you know you could just choose your hours and relax and the money just like flows in you're in for a reality slap number four people want to follow their passion and do work that they love this is great i actually believe that people should if they can do work that they love because then the energy that you do it with there's nothing better than being able to do work that you enjoy doing because you give the best possible service um and you're also like mentally like you'll be fulfilled so it's something that everyone wants everyone wants to do something that they enjoy doing while you know being able to pay their bills while being able to support themselves number five make more money well it's you can definitely make more money than um you know when you're working a nine to five that's that's a hundred percent certain you can make more money because at the end of the day depending on what industry you're in what you're selling what your product or service is there isn't really a ceiling it's um everything is on you you're responsible for a hundred percent of what you make so yeah i can definitely understand that one but it doesn't always work out that way um but I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later number six no boss co-workers or pointless meetings hmm I'm going to address that you know, when I talk about the um, the cons, because right now I'm talking about the reasons why people would want to start a business. So no boss, no co-workers or pointless meetings. It is, a, it is a bit crappy when you're sitting in a meeting that you don't really need to be in. I've, I've been there many times, many, many, many times. Um, number seven, freedom, the ability to work from home, the ability to work remotely or wherever you want. I could dig that because imagine... I mean, I've experienced it before when you're in the same environment time after time after time. And especially when you've been working for a company for a number of years, um, you know, it can get to you, especially that some of the holiday packages these companies have are shocking. 21 days holiday for a whole year. Like some of it is just it's just appalling. So, yeah, I can understand why people want that freedom, the ability to just enjoy life. You know, sometimes I think this adult thing is just is just shite. Um, I actually hate adulting. I'm doing this very, very reluctantly. Number eight, more creative freedom. Kind of aligns with um, following your passion. But yeah, being able to, especially if you're creative, being able to kind of pick your projects, who you work with, who you don't work with. Um, it's a nice thing. It's a, it's a nice it's a nice feeling. It's, it's, it's great being able to like choose the direction of your career. You know, if you see something, a new market emerging, you can be like, okay, that looks interesting over there. I can jump on that and add that, that um, you know, to my to my repertoire. Rather than, you know, when you're working at a company and like is, everything is predictable. It's the same stuff every day. Um, number nine, more tax efficient. Yeah, the tax man, if you run a business and you're smart with your accounting, Obviously, you can expense certain things and reduce your tax liability. Um, I probably should get an accountant to talk more about this in depth on a podcast. So if you guys know of any accountants that I should I could get in contact with to get on the podcast, let me know. I think it'd be a really good and useful um, discussion to have on a podcast. Um, number 10 fame and recognition again see social media has got us a little bit gassed I'm not going to lie see human beings we're funny creatures we like 
praise we like to be praised we like when people give us recognition you know we like having the pat on the back the acknowledgement that says oh you know what you've done well you're doing bits and these days i feel like it's a little bit there's a little bit of a imbalance we give so much you know respect and adoration we show so much love to influencers to celebrities you know to people that have got you know loads of followers online people that are doing bits quote unquote and we kind of forget the people that you know do a nine to five the teachers the nurses you know the the electricians the carpenters people that do like you know the jobs that aren't as celebrated so it's very easy to feel like you know especially in a company some companies they don't recognize their staff it's almost like you know you work for a paycheck and that's it but that's another thing people don't just want the money people want the recognition people want to know that they're making a difference and a lot of that is you know on social media this you can't even get away from it all the likes and the comments and you know the virality of it when everyone can see that you're doing well it's like a it's like a snowball effect other people will see it who don't even know who you are and then you get opportunities off the back of that you know someone could hire you based on the fact they saw you won an award somewhere on social media and then now you're having a conversation with someone who didn't know you from adam but because of social media you know the floodgates have opened and there's this um there's just so much opportunity that can come from that so you know social media is definitely a catalyst that part of it anyway fame and recognition i think it encourages a lot of people to consider becoming an entrepreneur maybe not the main reason but i'm sure in a lot of people's heads they may be imagining you know how it would feel to receive that level of recognition to have so many more opportunities available to them so in an ideal situation those are all the pros sounds amazing right but let's look at the cons so the number one con, and I've experienced this myself, is the lack of a predictable income. When you work at nine to five, obviously, you know when your payday is, right? It's either, it's weekly, it's monthly or fortnightly, but you know with absolute certainty, unless, <laughs> unless something crazy happened, you're going to get paid on a specific day. So all your direct debits are going to come and steal all your money. I'm joking, I'm joking. But um, yeah, all your direct debits are covered. You know that on one specific day of the week or maybe at the end of the month, you know that you're going to get paid. When you are an entrepreneur, when you're self-employed, it's like it's an extreme sport. You don't know what can happen. Uh, number two. Remember I mentioned about not having a boss or co-workers? Well, I've got news for you. Your customer is your boss, especially if you work in a service industry. There is absolutely no escaping that. If you want to stay in business, you're going to have to build trust. You're going to have to have a good reputation. And the only way you're going to win the trust of people is by providing a great service for your customers and clients. And you're going to have to keep them happy. You're going to have to deliver exactly what you promised to deliver on time and to your customers' satisfaction. I don't want to hear any of this. I don't have no boss. I don't have... Even if you're a musician, if you're a musician and you know you're selling tickets to your show or you're um you're uploading your your latest album or project or ep to spotify and your the listeners don't like what they're hearing then you're you're the one ultimately is going to suffer it's going to hit your pocket so when people say they don't have a boss everyone's got a boss it's just a matter of perspective you know so number three isolation 
when you work from home, I mean, it seems, especially when you transition from nine to five to full-time self-employment or entrepreneurship, it feels like like it's a dream, especially like it's a nice summer's day. You put on your laptop, you get your coffee and you get to work. No one's bothering you. Do you know what I mean? Like no one's talking rubbish to you. No small talk, no office politics. Yeah, it's a great thing, especially in the beginning. But after routine sets in, you start to realise that you kind of miss the small talk. You kind of miss the uh, work social gatherings that you probably don't even want to be at. But the fact that you're spending so much time on your own and you're doing all of the work by yourself, especially when you first start, and you might not have the luxury of having a business partner or somebody to answer the phone or somebody to do certain things for you. Um, yeah, the isolation can get to you. And it's very important that you have you know a good support network around you um especially for your mental health because a lot of people don't realize that when you're under pressure especially when everything's going well it's great but when things aren't going so well in your business you're going to need someone to turn to someone that understands what you're going through someone who may be able to like you know give you advice and guidance and a lot of people don't have that when they start a business entrepreneurship can be a very very lonely journey especially if it's if you've gone full time with it so that's something to be mindful of number four overwhelm kind of branches off what i said about doing everything by yourself so you're doing the bookkeeping the accounting answering the phone shipping out orders you know handling problems putting out fires with your website maybe for maybe your website's not working properly maybe there's a broken link on your website maybe you're out of stock of something or maybe a customer's complaining that they didn't receive stuff uh, they didn't receive their order um you've got to sort that out so after doing that for a period of time because here's the thing right it can get very very overwhelming especially if you do not take holidays you don't have you don't have regular breaks you don't schedule break times for yourself and that can be very very easy to do when you're working for yourself by yourself um, and this is from personal experience as well you've got to be able to schedule periodic and predictable breaks so which means you've got to kind of plan your money because when you're working for yourself there ain't no sick pay there's no holiday pay you know you've got to manage that yourself and you have to be really really honest with yourself is that something that you're willing to do um, that's why sometimes if you think about it for a lot of people working a nine to five actually makes more se more sense but it really depends on your your current life situation. I'm not going to tell you what to do or what's best for you. Only you would know that. So yeah, that's just one of the cons. Which leads me to number five. Having to set up your own pension, healthcare and insurance arrangements. This is something that a lot of people take for granted especially when they might be a little bit unhappy about their work situation yes they're getting a steady income they're getting you know they're getting all these benefits from the workplace maybe they get you know free childcare for a certain amount of time or discounted childcare, or they're getting you know holiday pay uh free health care arrangements or you know life insurance even and also what i mentioned earlier the pension these are all things that you've got to think about when you are self-employed, you have to arrange each and every one of those things by yourself. So, for example, I personally use an app called Pension B, where I pay contributions to my pension through my business account. Um, if you want more info about that, you can just go to pensionb.com, have a look at it, see what you think. Um, but yeah, it's something that you, sh you really need to consider because we're all going to get old one day, God willing, you know. 
we're going to get old one day and there'll be there'll come a time when you won't be able to work as much as you do so you want to be making sure that you're stacking away for that nest egg for that retirement and that's not something a lot of people talk about everyone kind of focuses on the you know the fancy um fluffy things like you know the the financial freedom the accolades and how glamorous entrepreneurship seems to be so yeah something to be mindful of again number six managing tax is stressful if you've ever had a letter from hmrc uh, demanding payments for national insurance contributions or getting an email or getting a letter from company's house saying that you need to um, file your accounts or your annual return listen it is stress i don't think everybody's ready for that wahala to be honest with you i i have always since the day i went full-time with my business i've always had an accountant because really you do not want that smoke on top of everything else that you're doing um so that's an expense that you unfortunately will have to swallow unless you lack stress that's that's an expense that you have to swallow you need to find a good accountant who can take care of all of that for you your personal tax returns the um director's reports your profit and loss stuff you know your bookkeeping that is something that is really really stressful that a lot of people don't really talk about you're gonna have to be responsible for your accounting that is on you and it's a legal requirement so there's no escaping it whatsoever you can't just be making money and, and chopping chopping life you can't you have to give the tax man their cut and you need to document all your expenses when you're working a nine to five you ain't got to worry about that everything is just done automatically for you your payroll department will take care of that they got you but when you're on your own yeah so my advice to anyone who's starting a business make sure that you're number one using the right trading entity whether you're a sole trader or a limited company depending on what you're doing make sure you pick the right one because you know one's more cost effective than the other depending on what you're doing um seek advice from a professional accountant and and yeah yeah definitely definitely get an accountant unless you are a qualified accountant yourself and you know exactly what you're doing it's a lot of hassle number seven market changes can affect you very very quickly yeah so market changes can affect you very very quickly um the economy or even competition can like can affect your income how your business is perceived um the attention that you're getting so that's something that when you're working in a job you don't have to worry about all of that but when you're running your own business you've got to constantly be on the ball you've got to know what is going on in your market you've got to know who the competition are what the competition's doing and how to remain competitive and also relevant that's an ongoing thing that you have to juggle when you are self-employed or an entrepreneur number nine you have to be great at marketing online this is a given guys this is a given this is a skill that you can't ignore you have to be able to not only sell yourself but you have to be able to sell yourself online you have to be able to get enough attention for your business online because that is the primary way that people are discovering products and services in 2019 unfortunately or fortunately it's actually fortunate I, let's look at things positively it's actually fortunate but you have to learn the skill and if you can't you have to find someone who can actually do it and pay them to do it so which moves me on to the next point google can make or break you your google rankings can either have your phone ringing non-stop or it can be crickets you have to make sure that you establish a good digital footprint on the major search engines which are google yahoo and youtube how are you going to do that depends on your product or service you're going to have to have a strategy for whether you're uh, either you're creating content 
or you are using paid adverts or sponsored posts to get that phone ringing, you know, to get those orders coming in. So you could be on page one of Google today. If you're not monitoring your website, if you don't know what you're doing in terms of your SEO, you're not looking at the market conditions, you're not constant, you're not regularly posting um, content that's driving traffic to your website or tweeting or sharing on social media. All those things are going to affect your presence on Google. You've got to constantly be refreshing your website and, you know, making sure that you're on the ball when it comes to your Google rankings and making sure that you're showing up in the search res- results for the type of things that your customers will be typing into Google to look for products and services like yours. Um, I'll probably do an episode about that. I've got a video on YouTube that I'm going to be bringing out about that. So at some point, I'm going to put that on the website, um, andrewakinyede.com, my personal blog, uh, so that you guys can check it out. Um, and finally, number 10, less work-life balance. This is a known problem amongst entrepreneurs. They don't know how to switch off. It's not easy to just, especially when you work from home, your office, maybe sometimes, maybe for a lot of you listening, maybe your office is in the spare room or maybe it's in the corner of your bedroom or your living room. I don't know. But once you start to work from that environment, which is part of your your sanctuary, your home, the, the lines can easily be blurred. So you don't know, you feel like you're sitting, you're just sitting at your desk at home. But the fact of the matter is you're at work. If you're doing... If you're still answering emails at 9 p.m., 10 p.m., 11 p.m., like you, you got to understand how to compartmentalize your life and, you know, set very, very clear boundaries about what time you actually clock off. So, yeah, because that's obviously going to affect your your health, your mental health and your relationships. It's very, very important, guys. Work life balance. I don't think there is any such thing as the ideal work life balance, but I definitely know for a fact that when you are self-employed, it is something that you can easily get carried away with. So that's something to be mindful about. So to round off, owning a business is definitely a wonderful thing. It's helped me, especially as a young as a young dad, as a family man, the flexibility to kind of like pick up my children while my, my wife works or attend to emergencies because my daughter's got a, a medical condition and sometimes it, it does actually help one of us being on hand to actually get to a school or whichever that's one of the reasons why I'm still self-employed it's not just it's not just about the money because like I'm not balling yet by any <laughs> by any means come on guys I ball us it's definitely a good thing in terms of like personal development learning all those skills and learning how to actually be organized enough and disciplined enough to run your own business to provide you know customer service to make sure that you are sharpening your skills you know learning about new opportunities and just generally being good at what you do all that stuff is great in terms of the person that you have to become to run a successful business and being consistent but you got to do it for the right reasons you know if you start a business just to escape a certain job or to escape certain problems in your life or to avoid them you're going to be in for a shock you're going to be in for a world of pain you know because not all problems are solved by running a business it's not the answer to all of your problems and in fact like I said before from experience some things actually get worse it's not for the faint of heart you have to definitely be willing to you know tolerate a lot of uncertainty sometimes disappointment failure rejection all that kind of stuff you might have to cut back on personal expenses you know cut your lifestyle for a bit until your business is actually profitable 
So yeah, let me know what you guys think. What reasons do you have for starting a business? Is it something that you want to do in the future? Are you, do you have a side hustle? Or do you think that with the right skills and the right mindset is easier to really secure the bag by being an entrepreneur? Let me know what you think. Don't forget to use the hashtag RedesignPod. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. If you're on iTunes or Spotify, hit the follow button or hit the subscribe button, whatever you're listening on or SoundCloud. I think it's a follow, yeah, follow, follow on all platforms, whichever ones that you prefer. And yeah, we'll be back next week with another episode. Take care and bye for now. Do you know I believe I can fly? Yes. You know how to sing the song? Mm-hmm. Now let's yeah. hear you do the song. Oh, I God. believe I can fly. Some of my guys are ballers. Oh my god, it's just my concept of that because I'm I'm a baller. Oh my god, it's a baller. It's a very, very nonsense concept.